0: Crossover Thursday at the Locked On Bucks podcast. Patricia Traina of the Locked On Giants podcast here to help us preview this weekend's Monday night football contest between the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the New York Giants for week 11 of the 2021 NFL season. You are Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up on station? Welcome to today's episode of on Bucks podcast, I am your host David Harris, my co-host Jake Jarko, off for today's episode. You can find him on Twitter anyway at jarko underscore bucks. I am at dHarrison82, and the show is out locked on Bucks. Thank you for making this show your first view or your first listen every single day. We are free. We are available on all platforms and on YouTube wherever you're at. Please click subscribe or follow. Leave a rating. Leave a review. Leave your thoughts and comments on the YouTube videos. Thank you as always for joining us at the Locked On Bucks podcast. Today is Crossover Thursday and for your first listen of the day, we're going to bring in Patricia Treena of the Locked On New York Giants podcast to help us preview the Week 11 Monday Night Football contest between your Buccaneers and the New York Giants. It's 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 always a tough matchup, Patricia, whenever the Giants play the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And I mean, nightmares and PTSD of Matt Gay missing a game-winning field goal. And and it, it doesn't get much better uh, after that. I mean, I guess statistically and in the win-loss column, it gets better. But really, always a tough matchup. And the Buccaneers are, are coming in looking vulnerable to tough matchups. But overall, Patricia, first of all, how are you? Thank you for joining me, of course, uh, as, as we do this every week. Um, what are your overall thoughts with the New York Giants? As they currently sit at 3-6, and six, but coming off of a win... Against the Las Vegas Raiders,
1: yeah, the Giants have won two of their last three games before the bye week. The bad news is, though, coming out of the bye, they tended to start off a little slowly. Mm-hmm. Now, Tampa Bay is a, a team, you know, with all due respect, they are the super defending Super Bowl champions, mm-hmm. but they're a team that the Giants have played competitively the last couple of times that they've met, um, even beating uh, Tampa Bay. I think it was Daniel Jones's rookie year; that was the game, his his starting debut. And he had a player of the week performance that mm. week. So, and then last year um, at MetLife Stadium, as you know, the Bucks just barely held on to a win. I think it came down to a broken up uh, two-point uh, conversion attempt by the Giants yeah. the Bucs broke up. So it's always been competitive. Um, right. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's, you know, I'd like to say it's the Tom Brady effect, but Tom Brady, you know, he's, he's only been in, in the last two meetings with the Giants, including this one coming up here. So... Uh, But yeah, they play each other competitively. I'm not sure why the games are so close all the time, but hey, it makes for interesting football. And I think this Monday night is going to be just as interesting.
0: It definitely makes for interesting football. Absolutely. But I think Buccaneers fans, given the current state of, of what's going on in Tampa, can't be very comfortable seeing the Giants come in. They're going to expect a Buccaneers win, a rebound, but we'll see what happens. But you mentioned Daniel Jones, and and I kind of want to start there because we talked earlier in in, in the season, obviously, you know, me covering the Washington football team uh, and the two NFC East Division rivals fighting off or squaring off. Uh, Washington came out successful in that game, but we talked about it. This is the year. This is the proven season for Daniel Jones. You're either going to show that you are the guy that can lead the Giants uh, into their next era of trying to be one of the best franchises in the NFL, or you're going to show us that we need to move on. Um, through nine games, you know, three and six. So the record isn't all that great. 2000, you know, almost almost 2100 yards uh, passing eight touchdowns, five interceptions. What have you seen from from this Daniel Jones and ball security? I think is the biggest question. Uh, how do you feel about him there? And and how confident are you in him coming up against his Buccaneers defense that honestly, over the last couple of weeks has looked fairly susceptible to even not the best quarterbacks in the NFL?
1: Yeah. I mean, with Daniel Jones, if you're asking me, do I feel that he's definitely the guy that he has proven that he is the guy moving forward? My answer is no, not yet. Um, Part of it is, and and I hate to use this as an excuse, but I think you have to, in this case, the injuries that have hit that offense. I mean, we still haven't really gotten a good look at what this offense could be with all the playmakers. Mm -hmm. Now, People listening to this who are giant fans are going to say, well, Jason Garrett, okay, I agree with you. A good coaching staff figures out how to compensate for injuries. In some cases, though, I I question about the depth. Like, for example, on the offensive line, for the beginning part of the season, the Giants were having a different offensive line combination every week. So obviously, the depth there was a question mark. Um, So putting that all together and how that affects Daniel Jones – he's had to work with a different supporting cast and you you just haven't had that opportunity to build up the chemistry. Now, there's also been instances where Daniel has been tasked with basically loading the team on his shoulders and carrying them over the finish line. And he's fell short a couple of times. You know, there's been others where he's, you know, valiantly at least made the effort. So it's been up and down and inconsistent with him. Um, He is more comfortable in this offense, but, you know, I question how comfortable he is behind the current offensive line. Andrew Thomas, their starting left tackle, has been on injured reserve the last three weeks. I don't know if he's going to be ready for Monday night against the Bucks. Um, right now, as we record this, and we're recording this on a Tuesday afternoon. If I had to take a guess, I would say probably not. Mm-hmm. But you just kind of see that Daniel Jones isn't, you know, as comfortable behind the current configuration as he was when Andrew Thomas, their best offensive lineman, by the way, was in there. So the jury's still kind of out with him. And from week to week, it just seems like you never know what you're going to get. It's kind of like a box yeah. of chocolates without a guy. So you don't know what you're going to get. Uh, but hopefully uh, they have a good plan. You know, the running game has been working for them. They've been using more heavy personnel to beat up, you know, the defense. And uh, hopefully they can make that their bread and butter.
0: Yeah, and, you know, Saquon Barkley potentially coming back in this game. Uh, I know I I read some stuff that said that he probably would have played against the Raiders uh, if it wasn't for a false positive COVID test that kept him out of a couple of practices and then, of course, missing about a month uh, before that. Just not a a good situation to bring him back in, which I agree with from a a personnel management standpoint. And obviously, the Giants got the win, so they're happy with that decision. Uh, Devontae Booker leading the team in rushing uh, a little over midway through the season, which I think is what everybody predicted, right? And everybody predicted Devontae Booker would lead the Giants in rushing. Um, not at all. I was a huge fan of him coming out of Utah, to be honest with you. Ball security was always an issue uh, with him, and, th- and it kind of reared its ugly head when he was with the Denver Broncos. How has he been with the New York Giants, and how has he been this season, uh, in your opinion? Is Saquon going to come back? Would you would you be willing uh, to put out there again on a Tuesday afternoon that Saquon will be back? And if he's not, again, how confident are you in Devontae and even Elijah Penny and their ability to take advantage of a Buccaneers run defense that will probably be missing Vita Vea up front?
1: Yeah, I, I feel good about Saquon being back. Now, the question is, is if he does come back, is he going to get a full workload? My right. guess is he won't. All right. Because he's he hasn't played in four weeks. And by the way, I didn't think he was going to be back against the Raiders, even if he, he okay. hadn't had the false positives. I I there was a report on the Monday night game against the Chiefs that he was still experiencing some swelling. So I I knew right then and there that even if they hadn't gone through that home knuckle drill with the the false positives um, that he wouldn't be back. But anyway, the running game is interesting. Um, Devonta Booker and Eli Penny, the fullback who doubles up as a a tailback. Mm -hmm. The thing that I like about the two of them is they put their foot in the ground and they go. There's no dancing. There's no hesitation. You know, the hole is there, spotted, boom, through the line. Saquon sometimes you see him dance a little bit behind the line because he's looking for that big hole that he can exploit for that home run run, if you will. Um, Where Saquon, I think, has the edge over those other two guys is that get him outside and into space and watch him go. Um, But uh, Booker and Eli Penny had benefited, I think, from the Giants using more heavy personnel on offense. They've been using a lot more 12 and 13 personnel couple times last week we saw 23 um we saw 22 so they have been using and i don't have the numbers in front of me it's actually something i'm going to be looking up to do a story on mm-hmm. but um they've been using more heavy personnel and that kind of fits into i think the strengths of what they have um uh, now when barkley comes back again that doesn't mean they can't that he can't benefit from that um but uh you know the question is is how healthy is he going to be and is he going to be able to carry a full workload i don't think he will be the first week back because remember then the giants got to turn around and then they got a game against the eagles a right. division game they're probably going to want him more al- along the lines of a full workload by then because it is a division game but um but yeah i i think there's definitely room for all three of those guys to get their share of touches now penny's touches will probably drop Mm -hmm. I think he's had something like 60 touches since Saquon has been out, which is a lot for a fullback, by the way. But, uh, you know, there's still a role for him because, you know, you put the ball in his hands. And for the most part, that kid does some great stuff there. Uh, And Booker has been just an absolute nice find for the Giants. I know a lot of people were down on that signing because of the contract he got. But he's shown why I think he earned that contract and he's been delivering.
0: More coming on this Crossover Thursday episode of Locked on Bucks podcast. Bucks fans, I'm David Harrison, your host for this episode, and I'm going to tell you about an incredible app everyone who buys gas needs to know about. It's called the GetUpside app, and our listeners are making up to $0.25 cents per gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free GetUpside app in the App Store or on Google Play. Use a promo code TOUCHDOWN, and when you use that promo code, you'll get up to $0.50 cents per gallon back on your first fill-up with the GetUpside app. Some of our listeners and viewers are making up to $200 to $300 a month in cash back. Again, that promo code is TOUCHDOWN to get up to 50 cents per gallon back on your first fill-up using the GetUpside app. You can cash out anytime, whether it's to your bank account, PayPal, or e gift cards to brands like Amazon and others. Just download the GetUpside app. Use that promo code TOUCHDOWN to get 50 cents per gallon back on your first fill-up using the GetUpside app. Segment two here at the Locked On Bucks podcast. Let's get back to the crossover conversation between myself and the host of the Locked On Giants podcast, Patricia Trena. Yeah, I mean, I've you know, just as a fan of the player, again, like I said, uh, I've been very happy to see what he's been able to do. And then you look at another investment that turned that seems to be turning out pretty well for them, Kadarius Toney, rookie wide receiver. Uh, last time we talked, two games into his NFL career, two catches, and he had like two yards or something, something crazy. Not a good start, but now he leads the New York Giants. A football team receiving yards are 352 which you know again with uh sterling Shepard, kenny galladay stuff like guys like that it's it's a little bit uh interesting but a lot of that has been also been due to some injuries as well but what have you what have you liked from your first round draft pick what do you think about this receiving core and who should we expect to see on the field going up against uh what is what is still a very banged up buccaneer secondary
1: yeah as far as the receiving core goes i don't think we'll see sterling Shepard, who is mm-hmm. Basically, been in the slot for the Giants a lot, but Kadarius Tony can play the slot. Matter of fact, he is the future in the slot. You know, I love Sterling Shepherd, but with his contract, I, I just don't see him being here after this year, especially given all the the time he's missed the last few seasons do, due to injury. Right. Um, I think you'll see Galladay, a healthy Galladay, um, Darius Slayton will be out there, I'm sure. Um, so so they'll have some options, but as far as you know, what I've seen from Kadarius Tony. This kid is electric. He's explosive, and my gosh, you could do so much with him. I mean, he almost reminds me a little bit of um, of a of Odell when Odell was mm. here. Yeah, you know, the Giants were having him throw passes.
0: I saw that. They yeah. were
1: running jet uh, jet sweeps. Um, you know, trick plays and all that stuff. And Kadarius Tony, I think, you know, at this point, I would say maybe a tad better than what Odell was, you know, early on. Um, not too much, you know, I'm not trying to take away from Odell and the, and the great player he was when he was here, Mm -hmm. but Kadarius Tony, I see a lot of those traits in his game that Odell had, but the difference being is, is I think Kadarius Tony is a little bit more disciplined in his route running. And just, you know, when you put the ball in that kid's hands, you pretty much know good things are going to happen. And here's the other thing I love about his game. He's smart. And I'll yep. cite one specific play. There was a, a, it was, I think it was against the Raiders. Yeah, it was against the Raiders. Um, it was a pass attempt. It was a trick play. Mm-hmm. And he was going to chuck the ball. And now Kadarius Tony, remember, used to be a quarterback in high school. So yeah. he has a little experience playing the position. And he realized that the the primary receivers were covered. And he just basically took the ball and ate it. So, you know, most guys would say, oh, my God, I got to throw the ball regardless and we'll see what happens and they'll put it up for grabs. But he was smart. He made a smart decision. So you add that to his game and you just have yourself a really, you know, solid player who's really fitted nicely with that offense.
0: Yeah, I remember I remember seeing that play, Patricia, and I, I literally said out loud, I know quarterbacks that wouldn't have eaten that sack, you know, let alone a rookie wide receiver, like the most the most diva stereotype position in the NFL, getting a chance to throw the ball and he wisely eats the sack. So yeah, definitely a huge football IQ play from the young guy there. Flipping over to the defensive side of things, Leonard Williams and Aziz Ojalari lead the team. Uh, both have five and a half sacks so far in the season. Sexy Dexy, as you guys like to call him, Dexter <laughs> Lawrence has a sack and a half himself. Still, you know, a force there in the middle uh, for that team. How do you feel about this team, the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers offensive line? has probably been the most healthy, you know, part of the team, which is good because it's kept Tom Brady healthy. Nine games not allowing a sack uh, since they came together in 2020, including last week against the Washington football team. Obviously still didn't lead to a win, but it's, it's a good stat uh, to be aware of. How do you feel about this defense getting after Tom Brady? And do you think they have to get to Tom Brady, not just after him, in order to, uh, to contain some of these weapons, even when you consider that Antonio Brown probably not playing in this game?
1: Well, I could see that you've been traumatized by the sexy Dexy name. I love it. Right? I love Dexter
0: Lawrence. And the first time I heard you I say it, it like, that's that's awesome. I love, awesome. It. And, I love and, it.
1: And hey, he's got a new clothing line, I think, called the sex. I think he uses that that nickname too in his clothing line. I forget what it's nice. called, but he refers to himself as sexy Dexy. So if that's what he yeah. wants to call himself. Hey, who am I to argue, right? There you go. Um, so yeah, Tom Brady, I mean, the Giants have made a, a living basically harassing him. I mean, we saw it in both Super Bowls how they turned Superman into the average mortal man. Mm -hmm. Um, And and that's the same with any quarterback. It's not just Tom Brady, any quarterback. If you harass him and you put the pressure on him and you throw off his internal clock, he's not going to function very well. I don't care how many years of experience he has, how many Super Bowls he's been to, how many Pro Bowls he's been to, he's not going to function. So the Giants, what they've been trying to do is they've been trying to get home with four no more than five, you know, because obviously they've got to respect the pass and whatnot. And what's interesting is, is they added, or or they kind of changed up a little bit their edge rushers. You know Um, the starting duo of Lorenzo Carter and O'Shane Zimenez have been very, very quiet. Mm. So last week against the Raiders, they brought up Trent Harris from the practice squad. They gave Quincy Roche, who was one of my draft crushes, um, (laughs) some extra playing snaps um, and they, they just, they got after the quarterback, they got after Derek Carr, they were moving Derek Carr off his spot. And I think if they can do that, you know, by just closing in and just, you know, collapsing that pocket so that it feels like it's being squeezed, I could see Tom Brady, you know, feeling that heat and maybe, I don't know, I'm, I'm not saying he's going to have a lot of Aaron throws, but mm-hmm. let's just say it would, it, it would benefit the giants if they can penetrate and get through uh, to Tom Brady. Now, one thing the Giants haven't done a whole lot of, which is kind of surprising, and I'm really not sure why they haven't done it, we haven't seen a whole lot of, you know, double-A gap blitzes from them, which to me is kind of surprising. They did some of that last year. Yeah. I'd like to see if maybe, you know, when they did their self-scouting this this past week, the bye week, if maybe that becomes a little bit more of, of, the, uh, of the game plan um, now, obviously, you can't blitz on every down, but you know, right. just to throw one in there every once in a while to keep the, that offensive line honest, why not? Yeah.
0: One more segment to go here on Crossover Thursday. David Harrison and Patricia Trina previewing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus New York Giants on Monday Night Football in Week 11 of the 2021 NFL season, and we're doing it thanks to our friends over at BetOnline.ag with a whole new updated interface. On their desktop or mobile site, just in time for the start of the basketball season, there's more props, odds, and lines than ever before, and BetOnline remains your number one spot for basketball and football action this season. Head over to the website today, sign up, and use the promo code Locked On to get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Whether it's basketball, football, hockey, boxing, UFC, or your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait. Take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Again, that promo code locked on for a fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online, where the game starts. Segment three of this crossover Thursday edition of the Locked On Bucks podcast. David Harrison joined once again by Patricia Traina, of the Locked On Giants podcast. Yeah, especially against quarterback that isn't you know known for getting out of the pocket. I mean, that's everybody knows the, the best way to pressure Brady is right up the middle and right in his face bring his gaze from the horizon line down inside the pocket a little bit and give yourself uh, a fighting chance. And then that's what teams have been trying to do. Some internal pressure from the Washington football team only got one hit on Tom Brady, but it was a big one from Jonathan Allen early on in the game. And really from that point on, you saw Brady get rid of the ball with the quickness all day long. And that's what really helped uh, that Washington defense kind of contain that, that attack and that offense, Tom Brady, three interceptions through his first seven games of the season four in his last two. And you look at the New York giants defense. And I know, Xavier McKinney got two of those off of Derek Carr. So that four looks a little bit higher than maybe it really is when you consider that one-game outburst. But then James Bradbury's got plenty of experience against guys like Mike Evans uh, in this Tampa Bay Buccaneers roster. How do you feel if Tom Brady is getting the ball out? Uh, how do you feel about your secondary and your, and your linebacker's ability and safety ability to cover Rob Gronkowski if he does return this weekend?
1: The linebackers, I'm still a little shaky on because I don't feel that they have a solid cover guy amongst them. I mean, the closest they have is Tate Crowder and Tate Crowder has limitations too, but otherwise, you know, Reggie Raglan is, is more of a downhill thumper. Um, I, I just, I, I wish they had Blake Martinez because I think I would feel a lot better if Blake was in the, was in the uh, lineup, but of course he's done for the year with an ACL. I do like the play, of the safeties, you know, Xavier McKinney, as you said, he's been coming on, um, playing lights out. Um, so there's, there's obviously some help, uh, some hope there for the giants, but the middle of the field has been a problem for the giants. And, you know, they've clamped down recently on the tight ends because early on the tight ends were just absolutely destroying them in the middle of the field. Um, the, and part of that was also because the giants were playing loose zones and the communication wasn't as solid as it should have been. That has been improved the last couple of games. And, you know, I I came up with, um, well, this is actually a a cornerback stat, but Adoree Jackson, who got off to a slow start, uh, has only allowed, in his last four games, 36 yards in coverage, which is pretty impressive. So they've kind of simplified it or streamlined it, whatever word you want to use. And now they're playing off of each other a lot better. And, And I'm just curious to see how Patrick Graham, the defensive coordinator, deploys everybody, you know, are they going to put, for example, a Dory Jackson on uh, Mike Evans because James Bradbury, you know, great guy, but he struggled with speed this year. He's, I think that's always been a kind of a, a problem for him, but this year in particular, it's been a bigger problem. So I'm curious to see how Patrick Graham mixes it up, especially since they're, they just played each other last year and, you know, new person, a little, you know, slightly new personnel, but you don't want to have the same matchup. I don't, I would think, but we'll see how he does it.
0: Yeah, and then Patricia, the Buccaneers' worst areas of their game, they're 27th currently in rush offense, uh, averaging 90.9 yards per game. They're 22nd in the league in pass defense, allowing 254.2 yards per game. If you have to pick one of those categories, the Giants either continuing to stop the Buccaneers' running game or being able to exploit the weakness in the pass defense, which one of those is the most important uh, avenue for the Giants to exploit on Monday night?
1: I would say probably the run. Mm-hmm. because the run just sets everything up for you. So I, I would go with that for sure.
0: Yeah. And then the, the Buccaneers are scoring an average of 31 points. The Giants are scoring an average of less than 20, 19.9 points. So that's quite an average scoring margin difference. Let's say that's the line. Let's say the line is 31 to to, to 20 and it's 11 a point favorites for the, for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Do you think the Giants could pull off the upset? Do you think they can cover an 11 point spread if that's what the line is at or, or how do you see this thing going?
1: Well, if I had to put money down right now, I don't think I would. I would bet the spread. I think I would say the Giants are going to cover. I, I would. Okay. I don't think the Bucks will win by eleven and a half points. Um, do I think the Bucks will win? I, I could see that, but I, not by eleven. I'd be surprised. You know. What yeah. I mean, that said, the Giants have historically been slow coming out of the bye week. Mm-hmm. Um, they're like twenty seventh in games played after the bye, in terms of winning percentage. And, you know, it's like when you go on vacation, you know, you go away and you kind of unplug and you unwind and now you get back to work and it's like, ah, you know, you, it takes you a day or two to get kind of back up to speed, so to speak. Yeah. So I'm curious to see the giants did have a practice on Monday. Um, it was a light practice. They're going to have a light practice on Wednesday um, for those who haven't figured it out, we're recording this on Tuesday. So mm. just let me throw that in there for timing purposes. So they'll have a, a light practice on uh, Thursday, uh, Wednesday. They'll get into the heavy stuff Thursday and Friday, and then Saturday will be kind of like a, a, a wrap-up type deal. And then I believe they have a walkthrough through s- schedule for Sunday before they head on down to Tampa Bay. So um, I'm curious to see how that ramp-up process goes in terms of you know getting guys back and back into the, the groove, if you will.
0: Absolutely, and, and the last time the Buccaneers had a two-game losing streak, it was last season, uh, again, lo- losing to the Rams and the Chiefs in and, and that version of a two-game losing streak. Had another NFC home game, uh, a, g- a game against an NFC opponent, home game, won by eight points. The Giants have played this team very, very closely. I don't expect an 11-point margin of victory for the Buccaneers either, even though I will probably be picking the Buccaneers to win. But like I said, on our, our other part of our conversation, probably looking more like a three-to-five-point uh, spread until – uh, the Buccaneers can show they were the Buccaneers we saw earlier in this season. Patricia Trana greatly appreciate you and, and all the listeners and viewers out there. Yeah, we're going to have plenty more coming uh, this week. One more episode, at least from each of us before this game. Actually, two more episodes, rather, from each of us, really, uh, dropping before this game kicks off to complete week 11 of the 2021 NFL season. Uh, locked on Bucs, locked on Giants. Patricia Trana. David Harrison, appreciate you, Pat. Uh, good luck this weekend with the rest of your season. Thank you. All right, guys, big shout out to Patricia Trana the host of the Locked On Giants podcast. Hopefully you enjoyed listening or watching that conversation as much as I enjoyed having it with Pat. Always a good time talking to her when these two teams match up. Now that you're done with your first listen or first view of the day, might we recommend Locked On Bets as your second, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked On Bets hosted by your boy Q, an expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. James Yarko and I will be back tomorrow with our final episode of the week. We've got one more after that, previewing the Monday Night Football action. We will get to some more voicemails. We'll get to some more of the hot topics surrounding the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and some injury updates, hopefully on some very important players as the Buccaneers look to snap this two-game game losing streaks. So we'll be back in the meantime find everything that james and i are writing about your tampa bay Buccaneers over at bucksnation.com on twitter at bucks underscore nation the show on twitter at Locked on bucks. i am at d harrison needs who james is at jrco underscore bus until we meet again if you're out and about please be safe be kind to one another and thank you for joining me right here at lots on bucks